an inescapable cacophony of sounds have erupted out of your speakers. You believe you hear something about video games? Food? A lame joke. This is Bombers, Season 2. Hello and welcome to Bombers. I am the host of Season this two. episode, Zyber. Season 2, Zyber. With me is Season 2, Number 1, Spiegel. Bombers. Season 2, Number 2, Petal. And Season 2, Number 5, Deeg. That's, that's me. That is you. <laughs> you're, How long you're... can we keep the joke going? And in this Season 2, Episode 1... We are here to talk about stuff. Mainly, let's talk about Taco Bell destroying its menu. Talk, Bell. So what are they getting rid of, Zyber? I mean, you, you're probably up on this just as much as I am. I went to talk. So real quick, uh, <clears throat> should be noted, we took a few months off there uh, to, uh, you know, get get our lives together. Mostly and, in Taco um, Bell. We made some and, studio upgrades. But uh, I mean, as far as Taco Bell is concerned, they added a grilled cheese burrito during the uh during our time off and my god that thing is gone i'm not it's gone they took I'm it not away super crazy about it like i'm not even i'm not even that mad it was good and i'm going to kill you dig it was okay it was great you guys I, are wrong <clears throat> it, w- it was okay if you replace they've the had beef, better options if you replace the beef with chicken it was like the best item ever in, in existence in the entire world i imagine that Chicken would make it better, but I have to side with Piddle. It it, it was okay. I, I can't verify if it was better <laughs> with chicken. You've got cheese, okay? You've nope. got cheese, nope. you've got grilled cheese, you got beef or chicken, apparently. You got chipotle sauce, which everyone loves. You got yeah. uh um <laughs> rice, there's rice in there. Uh you got a burrito. Some you sort know? of it's a tortilla. Tor- 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 tortillas. It comes in a bag, it comes with napkins. It, it came with all this stuff. Came it's with gone. Cheese on the outside of the tortilla. Yes. Yeah, it was delicious. Gone forever. I, so no, it'll, it'll be back in the air. This past week, I ate it, and it took me an hour. It took me an hour to eat that stupid grilled cheese burrito, and it was not worth an hour. I drove my. I was on. I was going to go for a bike ride. Humble brag. And then it rained, and we can't canceled the bike ride. So I was like, well, screw it. If I'm not riding bikes, I'm eating Taco Bell. Like, obviously, that is the second choice in that situation. I pull up my phone. I go, where's the nearest Taco Bell? Cool. It's half an hour away because for some reason, there are no Taco Bells in this city. I don't know what is going on. I drive all the way down there. I wait in line. I pull up to the speaker and they say, hey, our card machine isn't working. We're only taking cash. And I go, "Classic. guess I'm going to a different Taco Bell. They're like, well, you can come inside. And I was like, nah. Did you go to my Taco Bell? Yeah, I drove all the way to Piddle's Taco Bell. Your Taco Bell sucks. Not denying it. But at that point, I was like, well, I've already done all of this work. I am getting Taco Bell. So then I drove to the other Taco Bell, half an hour away, got the grilled cheese burrito, ate it, and was like, this is okay. This is fine. It's it's Taco Bell, so it's it's good. But it's not the best Taco Bell I've ever had. That's the story of how I spent an hour to get that stupid burrito and then was mildly disappointed. But at least you had a Baja Blast. I did have a Baja Blast, and then I came home and put rum in it because it was that kind of day. 
He's not free day. Yeah. For Deg? Tell me about it. I mean, he's having a rum right now, I think. It, it looks like he's got something in the glass there. <laughs> no. That's a beer. But yeah, unfortunately, the grilled cheese burrito was obviously its special of the month. And so they got rid of it, and they replaced it with the stupid nacho box that... Who actually likes Ugh. that? Who goes no to talk about that. for nachos? I'll I'll tell you, depraved people. Okay? When that's the only good deal, it's terrible. I had to get dollar menu items instead this past yesterday. You know what they're getting rid of, too? Is <laughs> the and, uh, Piddle, I know you're really upset about this one. The double XL grilled stuffed burrito. Don't bring it up. And tell no, us about No, they're getting that. rid of that? No. They already have. Are they? They're on the list. Oh. They lied about all the stuff because I have a list here that talk about shows saying that they're get- saying goodbye to, and that's not even on there. As bomber number two, because they already it greatly said upsets goodbye. me that they replaced the number two with three soft shell tacos. Ooh, how do you feel about the fact that you are now represented by three soft shell tacos, which only psychopaths and like murderers eat? <laughs> Is it cheaper than number one, or is it the same price? Rather than the uh, XL, it it bothers me a lot. That's a massive downgrade for number twos everywhere, including in the bathroom. Did people not realize that you can just ask for it to be a soft shell? It doesn't need to be a separate thing. But yeah, I have a list here, and they they get rid of the grilled steak soft taco, which I've never actually heard of before. The seven-layer burrito, the nacho supreme. Nah. Yeah, they got rid of the Nacho Supreme, but they still have the Nacho Box. The Nacho Box is a special, though. That's why. They're, so it, it's different, but it's the same. It's like everything on Taco Bell's menu. Wait, do, is is the Nachos in the Nacho Box not Nacho Supreme? Like, do they, is it just some chips and just some plastic cheese and oh. none of the fixins? No, it's like a Super Supreme or something like that. It's like even more... So they, stuff. It's not something that you as a single person should ever consume in one sitting. But they're still selling the Nacho Supreme. They're just no longer selling the Nacho Supreme. Yes. And then they got rid of four things from the Cravings Value menu. It's like, oh, sure, let's have less dollar items. They got rid of the beefy What if I was burrito, craving it? really upsets me. I love the Beefy Frito Burrito. <gasps> they got That's rid of the, the Beefy question. Frito Burrito? That's they terrible. Did. No. Yeah. No, that was like me. my go-to filler item. Yeah. yeah, why are they 440 calories? It's like this big. It's they amazing. replaced it with a beef burrito. What's that's not a they replacement? Got rid of the Fritos. That's a, that is a straight up downgrade. I disapprove. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, I want to get least more with angry. the beefy Frito burrito. I knew it was like half accurate in the name with the Fritos. With the beef burrito, there, there's no beef in it. Yeah, it's just pathetic. Next is the spicy tostada, which wasn't actually that great anyway. Hey, look at the camera. We oh, we're, it should no, be noted we're on cameras now, uh, so that we can all see yeah. each other. In case you haven't noticed, we're all talking over each other a lot more. It's because we're not used to the uh, four-person chemistry. But uh, Deg has been asking to talk now for a good, I'd say, minute and a half. Like I'm looking at the list of really items. Right? I can't see the cameras. First of all, buy a second screen. Yep. You cheap mother effer. I have two Whoa. laptops. Does that count? <laughs> no. Hey, I know unless... you guys hate each other. Let's try to keep it offline. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Now, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so long that it has left my brain. Why are they replacing these items? It like everything at Taco Bell is just a combination of seven items that they like pull out of a bingo bin. Move on. I already I don't, made that. They're joke. not. No, but they're not 
saving money by being like, oh, now we're not going to have this. You still have the ingredients. So it's not like you're buying less stuff. Well, I think they got so, rid of like most of the like the red chips or whatever, you know, I'm not sure they have the red chips anymore. And then also, I'm pretty sure just last year they did the same thing of taking a bunch of stuff out. Then they made the menus white and all boring looking. So they're just doing it again now. Now, what do they call the really <laughs> spicy taco, though? The spicy potato soft taco, but that's gone too. No, the one that had the red shell. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. know if I can. I I don't know if I can uh, talk about this restaurant ever again. I I propose that we uh, put a moratorium on any Taco Bell segments forever until they bring back I these feel, items. I feel like I have to agree with Spiegel. What's the reason anymore to even go to Taco Bell now? To and complain like that. <laughs> Well, just go and complain. Like I'm not here to complain anything. I'm here to complain that all of my favorite menu items are gone. I think the cheesy gordita crunch is probably the last remaining thing that you would actually want. Is that right? They still have the uh, what is it called? The Mexican nacho pizza. crunch deluxe stacked taco or double stacked taco. That's still amazing. It's only a dollar. I've never had that one. It's amazing. I mean, it's it's kind of like a gordita crunch, but with a soft tortilla instead of the flatbread or whatever on the outside. Nah. Pass. Please don't ever mention the Mexican pizza in my presence again. <laughs> Who I heard what you were trying that? to do there. I <laughs> Mexican pizza is still there. It's yeah, still well, there. if we can get that thing, they sell what one a month, maybe just for people who are like doing dares. I mean, this is not and worth then, it. And it's been like what eight years, and they finally got rid of the loaded grillers, which is fine because they're like double the price of what they started out as. Those things were trash anyway. What did they do? Well, they were great guys. when they were only a dollar. <laughs> what did they do to the breakfast menu? Um, they dropped the mini skillet bowl. So they didn't even so they didn't touch the breakfast menu. Not really. The the five items on the breakfast menu are safe. The five delicious oh. items. I'm Which really... means that Taco Bell is still a better place to go for breakfast than McDonald's. So Yes. Just like I'm most really breakfast enjoying... places. I'm really enjoying the cameras because I can just tell how sick and tired of this conversation Piddle is because he is just... He's so done with us. He is over... He, he this, has a headache at this point. He's like, oh, I got a working microphone for this. Well, I think this, this is, is the most Dick has ever spoken during the taco hour. Look, I can't deny that that is correct or not. Uh, the, the, the real problem here is that Piddle has not picked up on some of our segue phrases. Like segway phrases, which is a, which is in itself a segway phrase. But anyways, yeah, there were not much else missing. Chips and dips. So I guess they just got rid of dips. What is dip? Right, so, so we got to dip have... out of this conversation. No, oh, here, here's there the you thing. go. Did you know? Did you know that we are also a gaming podcast? Could have fooled me well, after the first time. We are allowed to talk. To this show. We're allowed to talk about things other than Taco Bell. I'm splicing Instead of the Taco Bell. Complaining about Here. how Taco Bell. Has Stop bringing it back everything. up, Piddle. We're off of it. We're done. We will talk about. I know. How I know, Piddle. You've been not doing. And you've been doing nothing Ubisoft. but complaining about Taco Bell for the last. You guys are making this an it, editing Piddle. nightmare. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. <laughs> So you were saying EA and Ubisoft? You have you have a thing you have a thing to complain about here? You have a a lot of things. Oh, please. did you know that between EA and Ubisoft, they have all of the vowels? They have a monopoly on vowels. 
I actually didn't. Why? It's true. Look it up. We still need the why. Sometimes why. Sometimes. Sometimes. Well, actually, they also have uh, Activision Monopoly on that because anytime EA or Ubisoft does literally anything, you just go, why? Why? There you go. All right. Nailed it. You had a comment about EA and Ubisoft. What are they doing that's making you so angry this time? What are they doing right? That's the real question. They still haven't shown that they can do anything right. They're providing lots of content for this podcast. I argue that so far we don't have any content around EA and Ubisoft. Let's let's get into it. I would say Rayman Legends, but technically, no, that was still not right for Wii U. You know, I'm still just... Oh, wait, this is Activision. Never mind. Oh, well, same problem. The other one. Yeah. I mean, I just browsing. Google EA, Ubisoft, whatever. Just Google the name. You'll find something unsavory they've done that we can talk about. I mean, we can we can go all episode with this. Something unsavory within the past 20 minutes, probably. We just my did like 15... Fortune says luck is coming my way. Yeah, this this podcast is about to take off. I did I did um on the PSN summer sale, I did pick up um Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is an EA title. And I have not played it yet, but it's single player with no microtransactions, so you know, throw money at that just to be like maybe do more of this and less of the ridiculous garbage you have been doing. I'm sure that it didn't meet sales expectations for EA, so they have a they have an excuse to be like, well, we tried and uh, didn't sell, so that's it for that. You know that's what's going to happen. I mean, I don't even know what the sales numbers are. I don't have to know. It didn't meet sales expectations. Well, they also set their sales expectations so bonkers high for everything. I don't think a single thing EA has ever done has actually met what their expectations are. Because I think every time EA releases something, they expect, and now we get all the money. Just all of it. Ah, uh, there was that recent article how... Uh... Shareholders denied the pay raises for their executives. I'm, I, it, it's like the, I something see that. right was finally done. Not by EA, but, you know. By their shareholders. But how much well, pay raise did the shareholders get? Not as much as they wanted. Yeah. They only yep. get pay raises if the company does well. So it, it seems strange to and me that, that shareholders in general would be in favor of the amount of money that CEOs make uh, of of really any company but specifically in the gaming industry because it's like what do you even need a CEO for they're not talented they're not bringing really much of anything to the table in terms of creating the product i'm not sure what kind of leadership Bobby Kotick is really providing to Activision other than saying hey i used to be in packaged goods Let's uh, let's release our games on a yearly basis as though they were packaged foods that people need. And uh, we'll just make incremental changes to the packaging, but largely it'll still be the same product year after year. Just like, you know, packaged food. I mean, that's how I feel about most CEOs and VPs in any company. You're better off paying more money to your CFO and, like, you know, the people that are actually doing the work in the company and creating the product that people want to purchase. Yeah. CFO does a ton of work. Yeah, right. You know, dude, I know. I was I was the CFO of Bombers for season one. Oh God, awful! So much, we, so many challenges. You know, we taskmastered you for sure. Or even like I'm the CIO. Something uh, <laughs> worth discussing, as long as we're talking about compensation. And this is an older one, but I'm no, still you're just not getting amazed paid. at how little <laughs> the Nintendo executives make. And I guess that's just yeah. a culture thing. But it's still... It's definitely 
at least partially a culture thing for sure. I mean, but do I you have their, the numbers? their highest paid executive is still getting paid like under two million a year? Oh, really? I don't think it was that. Or maybe it was just over. It's partially a culture thing, and two million like, yen, or like compared to U.S. dollars. I mean, two US million dollars. yen is like I think nothing for yeah. a yearly salary for a CEO. <laughs> That would be really that would yeah. be really scary. Yeah. Miyamoto is making something like 1.8 million I want to say it is. Man. Oh, wow. well, that's not helpful. That's an article from 2010. Well, we can compare. I mean, th- well, that was back this that was from... back when Nintendo was printing money with the Wii and the DS. I mean, I'm not sure how their financials are now, but I would have to imagine that uh, even even with the Switch being as popular as it's been that they're not they're probably not exceeding that. Piddle, you're well, a Nintendo stockholder. What what are you uh what have you been seeing? I I am no longer a stockholder. What? Oh. Do you not like their direction as a company? I mean, have I seen Metroid Prime 4 yet? <laughs> you Well, you're not going to see Metroid Prime 4 until the game comes out cuz we're we're still doing the blackout, right? Like that's still a thing that's happening. Oh yeah, happening. I'm still doing the blackout. Okay. Not like you need to do a blackout. There's nothing out. Saw that it's a all story black. there was a it's story all, today. It's all black that uh, Retro Studios is is looking for a lead producer on Metroid Prime 4, which, call me crazy, that seems pretty important. And the fact that they don't already have that position filled, I mean, the lead producer, I mean, you see executive producer, that's usually the president of the company is the executive producer of the game. They get that lead credit. And then the next person down is like the next most important person to fund the project and direct the project usually. Well, you know, this is why we haven't heard anything about it because they don't have a lead producer. How are we supposed to hear about it when there's no one to tell us about it? If there's no one producing. If there's no one producing, what's the direction? You know, exactly. do they do they even have an internal timetable for when this game is going to be done? Are we going to be getting this game on Switch by the end of 2022? I don't know. Consider for a moment that uh, Retro Studios has not released a game for something like six years now. Seven years, because Tropical Freeze... Oh, was that uh, early 2014? Yeah. So um, Yeah, that was... Wow. Yeah, six six and a half years ish as of this recording date, and we have seen nothing. What about the Switch version of Tropical Freeze? I yeah. think that was ported okay. by Grezzo. What is Grezzo up to? No, they made Ever Oasis, and then uh, then what? I don't know. Oh, they did Link's Awakening. Oh, the, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's the best last thing they did. And that we was uh, a if, great if, title. If you want to hear us complain about Link's Awakening on Bombers, we did a whole freaking episode about it. It seemed like uh, like I don't know whenever that game came out about a year ago about that did not land particularly well for most of the members of this podcast it was okay i think i was the biggest defender of it at the time and even i'm willing to admit that it was not necessarily a very good port i've mostly been playing rpgs actually i guess i took speakle's place of that because you know it's 2020 the year of the rpg yeah but i heard that he's given up on that right it's dead. Uh, 2020 year Aww. of the RPG is dead. Um, and the reason for that is because, uh, I mean, it was a great idea. Um, I got a lot of enjoyment out of the RPGs that I played, but ultimately it was just, it was time to move on. Uh, so I played F-Zero, I played um, uh, Pilot Wings, and I played The Secret of Monkey Island. Um, wow. And one were of those... any of those games worth putting the year of RPG on hold for? I would say The Secret of Monkey Island is the game that any adventure game fan should go out and get right now and play it right now because there's very so very few games that can just make me laugh out loud, like genuine laughs. I've heard good stuff about that. Oh, I found the numbers. 
Sorry. <laughs> Too late. Yep. Uh, Great, really smooth, late. flowing podcast we got here, guys. All right. We're we going to be hitting it big it. time. Can't wait to see our numbers. They're going to be huge. Negative 100. I, yeah, actually, this is probably pretty close. Um, we've been doing Game Club, speaking of things that have been happening this year. Game, Pl- Game Club's been pretty fun. I've been enjoying that. Actually, yeah. That's uh, something worth discussing a little bit. Yeah, anyone out there who's not already in on our Bombers Discord, you should definitely click on that link in our description. Join up. We will chat with you there. Um, we interact pretty regularly. It's a very active server with, yeah, what, like 50-ish members? I don't feel like looking. Um, not that many. No. Not yet. Not yet. F- f- 47 we'll members. By the end of this episode, we're going to have 50. I'll tell you what. We have 35. Oh, it's not bad. We've... Okay, never mind. I, th- I definitely uh. thought this <laughs> the numbers just keep going down. At this point, someone's probably already quit. No, oh, now man. we have 23. Uh actually no. take like eight people No, it's out. A, we we are very active in there pretty much daily. Well, not me. I just left. Oh, well, that's why our numbers are going down. How are you still in this recording chat? If it's you complicated. Left, there's math involved. Uh, we run a monthly game club where we all, as a group, will vote on a game that everybody then will play the next month, and then we'll chat about it and our impressions of it and vote for the next one, and it's really fun. Um, I'm not really talking it up very great right now, but... Well, we put in uh, nominations every month, and then we vote. And yeah, I don't know what uh, else if you are me, every month you find that you are playing a game you don't want to play. Not this month, Piddle. The month of That's August. Not necessarily. You know, it's interesting because the first two months I was very unhappy with the choices. Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, and what was the next one? Shovel Knight? Shovel Knight? Shovel Knight. Shovel it was Knight. one month ago, you already, and you hated it, and you can't remember. Yeah, I've already Great. blocked the memory. Mind blocked it. And I just yeah. I blew, I tore through those games. Bloodstained, I actually sort of got addicted to for a little bit, oddly enough. And now we are on 999, and I haven't touched great. it. It's awesome. I haven't touched that it. game is spectacular. You should really touch it. I'm not touch even part of the over. game club, but you should touch it. Why aren't you part of the game club? Because I muted it. Because there was so much stuff going on in that chat. It's because yeah. it's very popular and everybody loves it. Get it's a, a popular active server and you should all join it to see just why Zyber had to mute it. I have to say I'm very impressed at how much people have taken to it and how much participation is occurring each month in the game club because people are playing the games, they're discussing it, and... Uh, a lot of people are getting introduced to games they would never have touched otherwise. Shout out to our friend Eagle Bear, who has had that experience multiple times. And it, like you, Piddle, has also hated the first, the first two games. But I mean, he has said both times, like, these are not games that he would pick up. And it's been interesting to experience them, at least. And uh, all the games we've played so far, with the exception of Bloodstained, um, I have already played. But I'm looking forward to kind of experiencing games. Like if someone, if we end up picking a shooter... You know, or like some type of action game like Bayonetta, Devil May Cry in the future, whatever it might be. These are games that I don't play, and uh, I would love to someday. So that, bring it on. That's both the the great thing and sort of the not-so-great thing about Game Club is that on one hand, you are getting exposed to things that maybe you yourself wouldn't particularly grab and, and throw into your system and play, and it's nice to have that exposure. But then on the other hand, 
I mean, you still have to get the game, so it's, hi, let me just drop 20 bucks on a game that I may not even want. You know I yeah, have no problem with that. We haven't really gone on the expensive side with any games yet. Yeah, we we yeah. had to veto Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door because the month that we bought it, it went from like $50 to $120 within three days. It's still crazy because last year I got it for 30 bucks. I know, it's wild how much that... I mean, it, do you want to talk about game prices? Do we have a game prices topic? I know we're just kind of free-flowing. We, we do now. It's happening. Go. I'll do yeah. it. Oh, you wanted me to do it? Well, I'm not doing it. Let's do it. Let's game, talk. We're game f- prices are going up. Discuss. So game prices are going up. Um, I, I haven't bought a game in forever. There, there's definitely, like, this is a bubble for sure. There's no way that this is a normal trend. The quarantine situation is absolutely affecting game prices right now. I thought we and weren't supposed to discuss that to... on the podcast. We made that rule last season. I assumed it was carrying over. Are we allowed to discuss no, quarantine season now? Two now. This, is, this is season and, two. Well, here, first of all, it's season two now. And second of all, there's no way to discuss the current growing prices of games without at least mentioning that because it is 100% part of the situation. There's no way that that is not a contributing factor. Okay. It just so happens that all of this coincides at the time where in the natural course of game collection, we are now hitting the upswing in GameCube titles. It's It's been far enough in the past that that nostalgia factor <clears throat> is really kicking in. Even the rarity factor is starting to kick in. And we have people who are stuck at home wanting to play video games. So they're looking at games that they were playing when they were growing up or even you know, games that they didn't get to play when they were growing up and going, oh, I got nothing else to do. Time to play video games and buying stuff. And Just give it 15 it. years and that nostalgia factor for the Wii U will kick in. And everybody will need to get one. You mean all the Wii U games that you can get on Switch because like 90% of them are on Switch at this point? Well, dude, but, there was one point this year where I got the Wii U out and I was playing Nintendo Land with friends. I miss Nintendo Land. Think of it this way. Almost every game that was released on the Dreamcast that was worth having was re-released on the GameCube, basically, at that point. Not necessarily just the GameCube. Hey, there's one game that you will never see. Seaman. Star Fox Zero. That is never going to get ported over. I think that Star Fox Zero has a better chance (laughs) than Xenoblade Chronicles X. I really do. I would not be surprised to see a Star Fox Zero port. No, uh, no. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to get Star Fox Guard. We're going to get Star Fox Guard and not Zero. Guard. I can see that. You know, I purposely bought that separate from Zero just because it was like $2 at GameStop. I was like, yeah, I want to try that, and I never played it. You know what, though? You're probably right, but it will not see a physical release. They'll just port it and throw it onto the friggin' Nintendo store, whatever they call that. Well, I wish they would do that. There's still there's no way to play Earthbound without a Wii U or 3DS, and that's really sad. Or buying the actual six, or SNES game, yeah. But Piddle, it. in all honesty, I think give it give it another ten ten years or so, maybe ten fifteen years ish, and we're gonna see the Wii U be treated similarly to how the Dreamcast is treated now, or the GameCube. With way too much reverence for how relevant it was when it existed, is that what you're trying to say? Yes, because that that's exactly how the Dreamcast is treated now. It's going to be all about Nintendo Land, Star Fox Zero, and uh, of course, Zombie U. 
Zombie U yeah, is so- underrated, by the way. I, I know people like to talk crap on Zombie U, but I remember I remember I got that game basically when so I got the system shortly after launch for some reason. And uh, I got way more fun out of Zombie U than I did freaking new Super Mario Brothers U. And uh, those were the only two games I had for Wii U for eight months. That was it. And uh, it was you all didn't Zombie have, U like, all the time. Game and Wario. No, I I play good games. <laughs> like Zombie U, please. Well, no, there you was stop. a point where they were just handing out free Wii U games through the Club Nintendo when it was good. It was amazing. I, yeah, it was great because uh, they offered uh, Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, Pikmin Three, Wind Waker HD, and Wii Party U. And guess which That's games right. the hardcore Nintendo fans already owned? And guess how many copies of Wii Party U are downloaded onto several million Wii U's across the nation? I got yes. Pikmin 3, which is coming to the Switch soon. I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> what do you just mean? Just like the GameCube one, right? I don't know. I just, it seemed to be a game well ta- tailored to the Wii U's gamepad. I mean, they, they let you play it with, with the Wii remote and Nunchuck, even. They had that control set up, so I don't think it's necessarily something that you need the gamepad for. How am I supposed to use my Wii remote with the Nintendo Switch? No, you can't. I'm not, that's not the point. I'm saying that there is a control setup that could work apart from the gamepad where you don't need it. I mean, it would work real well in handheld mode. Probably not. So that's a thing We're that back. I would like to... Yeah. That's a thing that I would like to, to bring up is the fact that the, the like Nintendo realizes the Switch has a touchscreen, right? No, they don't. Exactly. They got the HD rumble, but no, no touchscreen. Had, Why do you want to be putting your dirty fingers all over a glass screen of a $300 electronic device? Gross. I only play my Switch in handheld mode. Yeah, same. You guys are terrible. Big screen only. No, I only play in handheld mode because it's convenient and I just pop open Picross in bed before I go to sleep to turn my brain off. I only play the Switch in handheld mode when there's something I want to hide from the people that are playing it, like uh, Waifu Simulator or Dead or Alive Extreme 3 Scarlet. Is that actually a thing that's on the Switch? What, Dead or Alive 3 Extreme Scarlet? Give me a second, I'll go to my game room and I'll grab the box and I'll show you. Is that for real, though? Like you're, you're, All right, you're I'm proving it. I'm getting oh, up. Oh, no. I think the only thing that I don't play in handheld mode is Ring Fit Adventure because that'd be really difficult. That would be difficult. But I play exclusively in handheld. It has a touchscreen, and it is yeah. a thing that, that, that Nintendo has completely dropped from their game design entirely. I am amazed. Ring Fit Adventure has sold like 4 million units almost. Oh, well, again, I think current times uh, are affecting that particular... But yeah. where are the copies coming from? I keep well, seeing also these the great... supply and demand issue. Yeah, but I keep seeing these, these great Switch and Ring Fit Adventure numbers, and I go to the store... And they're not there, so it's like, where are these Just numbers? Where are the games? The well, you missed it. Yeah, they they got new shipments they go out, right out last the, month. They go right out of the truck, onto the conveyor belt at the store. Well, it's just like the Wii. Getting them shipped straight to their house. Yeah. Scalpers just pick them up from the warehouse. Oh, no. There they are. So that's, that's, that's good audio, very good radio there. But yeah, well, Dead or Alive Extreme 3 Scarlet. Just going to take a screenshot this- there. Yeah, take a screenshot, tweet this out, baby, at our new... Oh, uh, good opportunity to plug that. Um, our new Twitter account run by the man himself, Zyber. Uh, Deg and I do not tweet at all. Piddle, I don't even know if he has internet at his house. I think he's just like wired in 
via go on like this is a pre-taped this is a pre-taped thing and we're just reacting to the things that he says (laughs) he he mailed spiegel filling the dead space yeah yeah Yes, you can either follow us at the Bomber Seven or <laughs> Bombers. No, don't give them the fake one. What, what is the real? The, at the Bomber Seven is not a real thing. It's, it's, it's like when you account. follow at Zyber on Twitter at Jesus Zyber. You know what? That's uh, right. I need to follow all the Zybers on this account now. Yes, you oh, do. No. Get some followers for us. <laughs> you can be the first person to follow at Bombers Podcast on Twitter. Is that the that's the correct uh I hope that's Yeah, right besides one. me, Dake, and my fiance Haley anyway, we're already following it. Which none of those are actual real people, so we're good. Haley's been on the show. Friend we, of the show. Yeah, therefore she's not real. Just like Anyone us. on this show is not real, just like Piddle is a tape that we just picked up off the street. Yeah, but just because he's a tape doesn't mean he's not real. Isn't that right, taped Tapes Piddle? Aren't... Maybe. Great answer. <laughs> I like how we listened to his, we listened to his tape beforehand so that we could work in his responses at the timestamp. That's actually a magic eight ball. We just shake it up and see what comes out. So I'd like to, uh, speaking of Twitter, I'd really like to pull up something here uh, that I find really great. Earlier, I was trying to figure out if uh, we had a Twitter because we're very professional here. And um, there was a single tweet that used hashtag bombers podcast. Because we've been using hashtag Bombcast, right? Bomb, bomb, no, Bombcast is something else. Bombercast. That's, uh, the show, that's the show that we cast. wish we could be. Bomberscast. We've been using hashtag Bomberscast. Go out there and, and tweet us at your friends or whatever. I don't care. Um, I looked up hashtag Bomberspodcast because I don't know what my life is. Uh, and or because it's at Bomberspodcast, right? That's us. At Bomberspodcast yeah. at Twitter.com. Yes. Do the tweets. Do the tweets. Uh, single single tweet here by uh, at Joseph Laws. I don't know who you are, but you're welcome for that shout out. He's our biggest and it fan. Says, what we saying? Yeah, what we saying? Four question marks. Three thinking face emojis. Hashtag Bombers Podcast. And it is a screenshot of this guy's Facebook post that says, "Not boxing till next year, so I need something to occupy my brain." Staring a YouTube channel as of next week. Always wondered what it would feel like taking narcotics slash drugs. Thinking Question face, mark. thinking face. But being a dedicated professional boxer plus inspiring the youth a coffee is the strongest thing you're allowed. Three sets of ellipses. That's why I've hired a gnee pig. That's not spelled right. To take them all. That's why I've hired a gnee pig. <laughs> I can't believe he misspelled that. <laughs> to take them all for me, to show everyone why drugs are for mugs, and to talk about real swear words, which I don't want to put on our show. For about an hour, four laughing faces, watch this space, hashtag Bombers Podcast, ellipses, episode one, orange clouds, hashtag E, two rainbow emojis, two fire emojis, two rainbow emojis. Hold on. Well, it's a good thing are we're not using that me- hashtag. Are you telling me that this guy, Lawrence, Hay- what is his name? Lawrence Hayes? Joseph Laws. Joseph Laws. Whatever. Lawrence, Lawrence Hayes. Lawrence Hayes is creating his own podcast because so he can't do drugs because he's a boxer. So he's getting someone to vicariously so do drugs for him. And then they talk yeah. about it on, on their podcast, which is conveniently called the Bombers Podcast. And 
he didn't lock down the Twitter handle at Bombers Podcast. Lawrence, I think we got the better of you here. Piddle just dropped off the call. He is so done with the show. We, we, we ruined him. Side note, for, just for hilarity's sake, this tweet is from November 10th of last year. You so know? It, took, it took him over a year <laughs> to lock, and he didn't. He never locked down at Bombers Podcast. It's ours now. Apparently, it, it used to exist, because I'm seeing something from 2018 where someone it shows replied to a bunch of people and at Bombers Podcast. And so if I, like, tap on that, it shows our account. So, like, he no. he <laughs> replied to us from the past. Before our account actually our account existed. existed. <laughs> Wait, really? That's, That's free advertisement is what wow. that is. Yeah, so I mean, if Lawrence... We, it used to if, exist. If Lawrence ever hits it big, I think we might be riding his coattails a little bit. So, uh, Lawrence, I hereby volunteer to be your drug mule. If that uh, helps the podcast grow, I will do drugs on the podcast. Well, it looks baseball related. I just had a new segment idea for our podcast. Ten minutes with Lawrence, where he records. <laughs> he records uh, ten minutes with us every week, every episode. I, I was just going to volunteer you to to tell us what drugs are like on this show. Well, I can't do that. I haven't. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no, no one here is going to do that. That's that's dumb. What is it like drinking alcohol, Dig? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't do that. Get that, get that dead or alive beach volleyball out of my face. What is it like, Spiegel, having dead or alive beach volleyball in your life? Yeah, you paid money for that. I did pay. I paid way too much money for you, it. But you paid money on that that you could have been paying on drugs to take on this podcast. That this is, is a drug, drug <laughs> in a way, because here's the thing about dead or alive extreme three Scarlet. It's not good at all it's so bad and it's it really uh piddle is back by the way for the audience he's just not talking um it's it, i want to be piddle so basically here's the game okay we're 40 minutes in we're finally talking about video games um basically you are the so the the island is owned by zach who i'm told is a dead or alive fighter i guess anyone play dead or alive piddle i know nope. you play yep. all these uh, games. he owns the island in the original dead or alive extreme beach volleyball yeah so he owns I, I, island I in this game long ago yeah and, sure. and yeah. yeah 15 Last minutes week. ago that's why you disappeared is what is what happened um but anyway so so you're so he's like well i can't do it i'm too busy i don't know doing whatever he is he does um volleyball. on the side yeah i guess uh so he's like okay i want you to be the owner uh and you know in order to be a good owner of an island you got to get close to these girls that i've invited uh, because we want to make sure that they have a great time no matter what Girls got to have a great time. Uh, so you pick a girl to be, you know, your friend, and then uh, she gets a partner, and you play beach volleyball together, and you play beach flags. There's like six different games, um, which I'm selling as a lot, when in reality it's like nothing. There's like six mini games. That's it. And you just play them over and over and over again uh, so that you can get Zach Bucks, which you can spend on swimsuits and presents for the girls. And uh, you just do it over and over and over again, and over did, and over and over again, and that is the um, game. Did Nintendo Land have six mini games? Had twelve. Oh, so 12 Nintendo is a Land lot. is a more diverse uh, game. It's, it is verifiably and quantifiably two times better. And Nintendo Land had six single player and six multiplayer games, and we uh, lost. Not, we've insulted uh, Dead or Alive volleyball enough that Spiegel is left. He's gonna drop out next. 
Well, guys, if you'll excuse me, I gotta go uh, beach volleyball for 15 minutes. Uh, <laughs> I can leave the camera on if you really want, but... Uh... Oh, please do. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna oh, change him to... That, uh, Spiegel turned off the camera. I did not turn off the camera. Uh, once again, Discord caused my video to crash, and it just destroyed everything. So I don't know what was I'm said. I assume it was complimentary of my choice in video games. You... Sure. But... All right. So we uh-huh. are, what, two-thirds of the way done with this? And we have yet to oh, discuss yeah, for sure. any of our topics for the day. We have topics? Uh, Oh, we talk so, about Taco Bell. We talk about Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm editing all that out. Uh, welcome to the new bombers, <laughs> where we come in with topics, and we're supposed to have segments, uh, but we're not really doing segments anymore because they they're too. Um, what's the they they interrupt the flow of the show. Uh, one thing you'll notice is that the flow has been really good today. It's been like post Taco Bell in this show. Oh, the flower is a lot better than flow. It's just a lot of flow. It's a, it's a diarrhea joke. Journey is the best of the three. Anyway, we have topics uh, that we can veer into, and uh, I think what Piddle is implying is that he would like he to wants- veer into one of these topics right now. So let's let's do some topics. I think we have to. I think it's about time. Welcome to the new segment, Topics. It's Piddle Topics. Piddle, give us some topics. You know, I think we should just go with uh, the number two topic, since it has recently... <laughs> Excuse me. Made me upset. And that is... What is number two? Read it. Xbox Game Pass. Oh, the Xbox oh. Game Pass. Oh, that's another thing that's happened since we uh, since we came back. Uh, Microsoft has revealed their new console. Sony has revealed their new console. Uh, let's talk about the, the Microsoft one, Piddle. Uh, oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone again. He <laughs> what? You really want to talk about Game Pass? Oh man, that timing you segued into something else. He just gone. That was fantastic. That we're keeping was... all that in. Oh. Uh, um, <laughs> four is too many for Discord to handle. I think it is. I, I don't know that Discord can handle four videos at once for more than like ten minutes at a time because we've all been kicked at some point here. Uh, Deg is still. My internet is strong. I'm strong. still good. It's not the internet. It's the it's I don't know. Um, no, it's the internet. My internet. It's who they think is important. Well, Piddle disappeared again. But what I was saying was they. So they just they revealed their new console. The the uh, what the hell is it called? Xbox Series X. I think is what it's called. The the sex yep. box. Yeah, we can call it the sex box. Piddle is back. Let's talk about Game Pass and how Game Pass really is kind of part of Microsoft's major vision for their future and whether or not we think it's a you know good idea. Piddle, I'll take the floor. All right. First of all, I hate Game Pass already. Mainly because <laughs> I do I do have an Xbox One X. I'm not intending on getting a Series X at this point. And every time I go on the store to try to find a game on sale, I, I can't tell if it's on sale or not because it always says, get it for free with Game Pass. That's a sale, shove. buddy. That the the first of all, it's been a problem for at least ten years that the Microsoft Xbox like store interface dashboard, whatever they even call that, the landing page. I don't know. It's terrible. It sucks. It's bad. It's not good to find things that you're looking for, and then when you do find them, you like you said, it's they're shoving Game Pass down your throat. Hi, would you like to buy this? Too bad, we're offering it to you for free for our $15 a month subscription. Well, $10. Okay, but how do I buy it? Whatever. Like, yeah, that's 15, really bad. Because they're, 
they're getting Sorry. rid of gold, right? Sorry. Yes, I think. Oh that's, no, that's. Rumored. I don't think they've they have not announced it, but it is rumored that the fact that they've announced that Halo Infinite is going to be free to play, and if Halo Infinite is free to play, which is their flagship IP, is that what we does that say about their gold subscription? You don't necessarily know that. I mean, there's plenty of free to play games, not necessarily you know big ones, but yeah, but you still even for any current quote unquote free to play games you still need an xbox gold subscription to access multiplayer period like you you don't get online on the xbox unless you have i think it's important that we make the distinction between free to play and free with game pass because halo infinite is not free to play like mobile game free to play it's free to play if you've got game pass right that's what you're telling me i thought it was just free online from my understanding the multiplayer is going to be free to play when like, it is rolled out free to download free to play like straight up actual like fortnite style free to play. but that brings in another interesting thing is microsoft's new um x cloud where they are going to have any game that you have on the xbox or on the pc you have on both of them and that's it straight up like they're not making a distinction anymore between those two platforms that's nice I only have a PC, though. Right, but the idea is you can play Halo on your PC. I mean, Halo Master Chief Collection has been actually doing really strong on the PC. They've released Halo 3. Okay. Um, they have their like, um, Season 2 that's going on. Like they've been, they've been doing very strong support for the Master Chief Collection on the PC, which is saying some interesting things about their strategy going forward with Infinite. Like, I have a laptop, so at least it could be playing or paying for that Xbox Game Pass subscription. That's what they want. So, like, I have a laptop, so I could see a reason to be able to play it on both, because, oh, I could take my laptop to a friend's house or something and play. But, like, for people with desktops and stuff, like, is there really a reason? I mean, for one thing, is there a reason to have an Xbox then? But, like, is there a reason to be able to play <laughs> on both? So, like, oh, I could play in the living room, or I could play it in my bedroom, I guess, wherever the desktop is. The real thing to take away from that is the fact that what you said there's no real reason to necessarily purchase the xbox series s unless you're a gamer who wants to have a setup in your living room but they're moving beyond a simple hardware that the heart that it it's no longer about selling hardware it's about selling subscriptions no they're over hardware but that is the model that they're using going forward it's software and hardware exist to sell subscriptions not to get sales of those things look at sea of thieves as a prime example they've got uh, 15 million users over the past two years at the same time too microsoft also has been publishing its games you know select games on other platforms cuphead came to the nintendo switch uh you know they were publishing they bought the rights to publish minecraft they've published that on everything but but you're right Deg, they don't care about hardware sales. That's a single transaction that they make a set amount of money from. Subscriptions, they make money from forever. Publishing rights, they make money from forever as long as people keep buying those games. Honestly, that is just Microsoft as a corporation because now you can't even buy like Microsoft Office and just have it on your computer. You can't just buy a license and install it and have it, have that be that. Now it's You can, an it's just really hard subscription it's a subscription for the most part to yeah. the entire suite 
There was a point like seven years ago where they tried making 365 the only option, but then there are enough people that complained that they did have just like the one year or whatever as an option still to license. So like there is there's still a way to buy just a single license. Do you think that Microsoft is kind of realizing after this last generation where the Xbox One basically flopped? And really, Microsoft has never actually dominated the console space for the period of more than just a couple years at a time. Uh, do you think they're realizing maybe the market is just too big or it's it's rather it's too small for three major competitors like it, current, like it currently has? I think they're just evolving to what uh, none of us may particularly be fond of, but they're evolving into what the next big paradigm shift in gaming is going to be in general unfortunately it'll leave us behind as being collectors and curators of video games but a lot of people want that i saw some like shocking numbers that a lot of recent games have sold more copies digitally than physically like significantly more digitally and it just blows my mind that people are gamers are so willing to not own what they buy and they're just going to end up with a piece of plastic in 10 years. I think those numbers are somewhat inflated in the sense that the gaming industry has grown so much in the last 15 years with with the Wii and basically the infiltration of the casual gamer, quote-unquote, into the market. Because you weren't seeing phenomenal... Every title wasn't selling five or six million copies back in 2005. It was more like one or... It was like a big deal when a title sold a million copies. And I think that there are a lot of people who would consider themselves gamers but really aren't the traditional type of gamer, you know, quote-unquote traditional type of gamer that we are, where we view games as commodities, not just as like moment-to-moment entertainment. We view it as something to collect, something to have, something to own. So, yeah, we view games as commodities, but you know what, Spiegel? Games are services. <laughs> I can't believe you interrupted my point to say that. That's <laughs> that's so worthless. That's uh, what Microsoft that's, wants. Uh, what, no, I know that's what they that's want. That's the but... thing, though. Look at it. Anymore, all of the most successful and biggest bucks are in any title that is a, that takes on a games as services model. That's where the money is. That's what people are voting for with their wallets. No, you're not wrong about well, any like, of services model. <laughs> you can almost see it in who they've targeted for purchasing development studios because it's not like they're building these great development studios. They're just buying rinky-dinky ones that are going to make what? Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. But like it's like the people that you know will buy a bunch of games from GameStop or whatever place and then return it within a couple days or a week. And, like, that's that's all they do. That's how they keep getting a new game, is that they always return the old games. Yeah. It's not like me, oh, who the only game... Me. The only yeah. game I've ever sold or given away is a, is a copy of Monster House, which was given to me by a friend, even though I didn't want it. I mean, Monster House, underrated movie, by the way, in terms Great of movie. the... Uh, movie, well, yeah, game! No. Game, I don't know. I haven't played Great. the game. I mean, Spiegel, think of GameStop in general, the people that you have a seven-day return window. You buy a game, beat it within seven days, turn it back. That's basically video game rental, which is basically what streaming is, except with streaming, you can then, with Game Pass, for instance, six months from now, when you say, I kind of want to play that again, you can just load it up again. Except I believe some games have actually left the service. That is true. And that's bound to happen, just like other forms of streaming. 
Yeah, I mean, look at certain shows. One of the big things that kind of even spurred this conversation in the first place was our discussion in in the Bombers Discord, plugity plug, uh, about how Microsoft was removing Forza Horizon 4, or was it 3, from the uh, Xbox One marketplace. Like, you won't be able to buy it anymore. So if you don't own it digitally already, or if you don't own it physically get on it man you know and and granted they have reduced the price but they're losing the licensing to a lot of those cars and a lot of that music so they're gonna have to make a new forza horizon game for anyone to be able to play that game digitally going forward so oh things like that is the reason i believe it's important to own what you buy because you're investing this money you should have something to show for it that's that's how buying things should work i think that's just an interesting conversation over the current the just the, the the current way that licensing in general works in the digital copyright millennium whatever act dcma there it is nailed it uh, environment you don't really own almost anything that you think you own you just own licenses to them that is the that is the truth of the modern era unfortunately Lately. A lot of games with day one patches, you don't even own that version of the game. You own the base game that doesn't have the day one patch in it. Which may or may not even play without that patch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the, the patch may not even exist in 10 years if you put that game in your system and you try to connect to the server and they're like, sorry, we took the servers for the Wii U down. You can't download patches anymore. Oh, crap. What now? Well, you know, Which that's is- kind of why it'd be great still to have, you know, sites in a sense that have all these games on because 70 or whatever years in the future we will be able to just play these games i mean well, the ones that have been around for exist. like 100 well, years that don't have the trademarks that's that 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 well yeah. that's that's an interesting like general philosophical thought to sort of take it a little bit further out of gaming is the whole idea behind all of our records right now are digital in a thousand years people will be more able to use paper records to piece together history than any of our digital records. That's why mm-hmm. they, some country has like a record that's like etched into diamond or something like that. I don't know the specifics, but I don't believe there's actually a way to read it yet. <laughs> that's gotta be a Japan thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it's not, I think it's European, but it, but it's an interesting thought. Like all of those cart games, just to, bring it back into video gaming again all those cart games from the nes era from the snes era even all of those games that are on disc from you know dreamcast ps2 and some of the ones from last generation before day one patches and whatnot became a thing those are going to be part of gaming history a lot more than any of the games now that eventually the update servers and the patches and all that are just going to disappear and people are going ah yes the storied histories of that game that nobody knows about it anymore because nobody can play it Without the records, without the ability to go back, it's just going to be stories of these games. Oh, you had you had to be there. That's it. Let's get to guys... have all these fan fictions of these games. Then, yeah, that's always oh, a good man. thing. Do, Fortnite, do fan you guys? Fix, that's my favorite thing. I know you're reading it right now. Do you think? Uh, do you guys think? I guess as a final question, because we gotta we gotta wrap this thing up. I think. Uh, I, don't worry, I'm cutting like half of what we talked about before the video game discussion, so we got some time, but. Do you guys think that we are that we as an age group, as uh, you know, late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties, some of you guys, do you think we're getting aged out of the video game industry? No, yes, I, I do. Why? But, Don't you think that they, that we would be the people that you would want to focus the most on as the people with the most spending power? 
Or do you think that there's think just not enough the, money in us? We're past it now. We're debt-ridden millennials who need to buy houses and pay for kids. I mean, not us Please. specifically, but as an age demographic. We're not spending... We don't have the expendable income anymore, really, if you think about it from a demographic standpoint. I would argue that those of us right now recording are, in a lot of ways, outliers for our demographic as far as expendable income goes. On the other hand, I know a lot of people that, you know, just play only a few games or like a few series and like my dad only ever plays Call of Duty and stuff. So they're perfect for this kind of Game Pass stuff where it's just, oh, here you go. You can play the whatever current Call of Duty of whatever, you know, DLC and stuff whenever. We're going through and we're specifically, uh, to use the word that you use, poor curating. We're deciding... I want to buy this because it's good. I want to buy that because it's good. That's not. I want to buy Dead or Alive Extreme Three Scarlet because gaming I companies don't are getting a lot of their money. They're they're getting their money out of someone who will drop thousands of dollars on whatever subscription service. You know, someone who will sign up for Game Pass and then forget about it, and it'll just be a monthly charge. They don't even know what it is on their card anymore, but it's there and it's part of their budgeting because it's always been there. Yeah, that's how Planet Venus gets all its money. They have way more people signed up than can actually fit in the gym, but they just know that most of the people aren't going to ever come. And that's that's where that's where the money is. That's why those people are getting targeted and not us, because they're just tossing money at it willy-nilly instead of actually thinking about their purchases and debating it. Similar to mobile games, they don't care that we complain because there's still those rich people that'll throw hundreds of dollars each week into it. We may be the ones that are out spreading the information and being like passionate about gaming, but we're not really the target audience. We weren't going to be the people to spend money on mobile games anyway, so what do they care if we hate them and we hate everything that they stand for? Mario Kart. We're there to raise awareness about a lot of games, but in terms of the repeat spending, we are not the target audience. They want the people who will just, yeah, sign up and forget while we're on the subject, like you should all subscribe to Bombers. Descri- <laughs> <laughs> subscribe and to us and don't leave us reviews. It. Yeah, don't forget, but just subscribe to it. Come email us or join us on Discord or tweet about us. What's your email us? now? So this oh my is gosh. Bombers at Are we coming to an organic end of this podcast? Well, we were. I mean, Piddle seems pretty confused by what's going on. I don't even know what's going on. I, I'm sorry, Deg, I interrupted you while you were plugging the our new email address. This is bombers at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at bomberspodcast on, on the Twitter. And you can join our Discord and come chat with us live anytime you want, but not on voice because you have to download the episode of the podcast to listen to our voices and that link for the Discord is in the description of this episode, which you can find on whatever podcast streaming uh, platform you are using, where you can find our other stuff as wh- however we're listed on those Boy, things. Plugs the bombers. suck. These, this part sucks. I should cut and all we, of this. We, we are sponsored by <laughs> the end of the episode. See ya! This brought oh, to you that? by Bombers. We'll never have ads.